10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! It's Wednesday, October 4th, 2017. And the NHL regular season has begun. Tal here. Uh, Ked's also here. Say hello. Nah. So, first, first night of the regular season. Got an 82 game grind ahead. Ah, super pumped up. How are you feeling right now, Ken? I feel pretty good, man. I am uh, currently on watching, you know, NBCSN. I had the the Leafs Jets game on a little while ago, just trying to take in as much hockey as possible. To be honest, tonight I, I don't really give a shit about, but tomorrow night will be good because the Rangers are playing. That's great. That's why he covers all the teams for us. He really cares about the whole league. That's what I do. Ah. Uh, I was talking to him about this. I'm hosting today because I had some energy. His attitude's already bringing me down a bit. But I was talking about regular season. Like, I get so pumped up for the regular season. I'm so excited. Bruins is kind of an exciting time. Are they really going to win the cup? Probably not. We'll get into that. They won't win the cup, whatever. But what I'm really, really, really kind of confused about right now is I'm fucking salty. I am so salty right now. I'm jaded. I'm I'm always a cynical bastard, but like your kick shot cut, dude. There's something about the regular season and like every team and every group of fans being so optimistic that their team's gonna make the playoffs. It makes me want to puke. Like it makes me want to puke. Like every single fan base thinks their team's gonna make the playoffs right now. It's like look at your rosters. Like you're not gonna win the Stanley Cup. Have some. I understand as a fan, like, you need to be optimistic. Like, that's the whole point of the whole season. But, like, people need to pump the brakes a little bit. Am I off Am I off kilter right now? Uh, I mean, I kind of agree with you. The thing is, is my team's had so much success over the last however many years that, like, I, I, I know I know that they're going to make the playoffs. Like, the last time they didn't make the playoffs, Ole Okunin was going in on a shootout against Philly. And I was uh, in Justin Spencer's grandma's, like, trailer or something. So, like, it's been a very, very long time since I've been worried about the Rangers not making the playoffs. So, but, yeah, I mean, there are some fucking idiots that think they're, you know, they're going to be really good this year. Uh, Buffalo, uh, the other, the JV team in New York. Uh, you have some you have some teams out west like Dallas and those guys. Where, I mean, you have, like, the fans just, you know, optimistic. And you know what? More power to them, dude. It's the only time all year that they're going to be happy is when everybody's tied in the standings. Because after uh, tonight... A lot more people are going to start getting pissed off when they realize that their team sucks today. Fair enough. All right, so let's get into the hot topics. 
Number one, Yarmir Yager signs a deal with the Flames. I think it's like one year, $1 million. Pretty sure he said this is his last year in the NHL. What do you got on Yarmir Yager, the legend, the la la la? Uh, I-, I can fuck with it, man. I like the fact that he's going to Calgary. I know they have some rodeos there. I know Yager's been known to wear a pa- nice pair of Wranglers, uh, grow out the hair a bit, get to hang out with Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, I think it's a good deal for the Flames. I mean, I- why not? When I Whenever I look at the Flames, like I know they have good defense, and they're- I feel like their goalie's always kind of suspect. But then they only they always have like maybe like two or three forwards that I know are good for sure. And then the- I feel like the rest of them are just a bunch of wild cards. I'm thinking Yogs is going to go in there and kind of really settle things down with their forward group. I mean, if he's not producing, there's a whole lot of players on the team can, that can at least learn from him. So I think, in a sense, that's pretty good for uh, for Calgary. What, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I want to ask you. I don't really buy into this usually, but they have guys like Monahan, Gaudreau, Kachuk, all these young guys. Do you think he can keep up with them? Do you think that's going to be an issue? Do you think that's overblown? I don't think I don't think that's Yager's game, man. Yager's game is all about puck possession. You can you can have those fast guys get the puck and then give it to Yager, and he'll just puck protect for the whole shift. He's I don't think his game's been the whole speed thing for you know it's been a couple years now. I don't I don't think it needs to be, especially I feel like do do you think the Western Conference kind of plays more of a grittier style than the Eastern Conference where it's less run and gun and more like grit and grind because that's kind of the vibe I get and that kind of plays a little bit more into what Yager will be uh, expected. I guess, but sometimes I feel like the Western Conference's grind is just kind of fast too. I don't know. I my thoughts on this are pretty simple. I think Yager overall, he's uh, I can't take this seriously right now. If anyone wanted to get a live look at who knows what fucking Ket's doing. Throwing me off, he's running around his room. <laughs> I'm back, okay. sorry, I'm back. So, Yager, I mean, it's tough. He's a legend, and I respect him. It's really cool he's playing for a Canadian franchise. He mentioned that. I think that's awesome. I, I like the Flames. I like the whole <coughs> team there, the Saddle Dome, even though they're kind of getting screwed by, I don't know, themselves right now. I My one issue is that like I have to listen to all these stories about Yager, Yager like, every single day. Every time the Flames are on TV, what are we talking about? Yarmir Yager. Every time and like Keith Kachuk, dude, and like Yager, Yager played with Matthew Kachuk's dad when he was like when when dude, yeah. <coughs> like I, I, just, I don't care. It's just it's gotten to the point where we're beating a dead horse. Like we can embrace it without talking about it as much. Like I, it's kind of like when baseball players do like their farewell tours or basketball players that do it too. Like. If you just enjoyed your last regular season, it would mean so much more than me. And it's not Yager's fault. He's not asking for it. It's just the media needs to shut up. And then at the end of the year, I probably will get sentimental. But for the time being, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah, it, I think it's way different with Yager compared to like Jeter and Ortiz where like they announced before the season started. Like You know what I mean? Like Yager, I don't think he's asking for any of that. And like not that Jeter or Ortiz were either, but the fact that they kind of went to the media and said it was their last year, it was kind of expected where Yager like really hasn't done that. He just keeps saying he wants to play. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see if Yager's first trip in Vegas, if he just puts all of his game checks on the line at the blackjack <laughs> table like that. Because, you know, depending on how that Vegas road trip gets, maybe, goes, maybe we will get one more year out of Yager yeah. in the inning. Yeah, um, if he hits it. Moving on, Erie Hoodler, Lady Bing winner. He was famous before this, really. When he won the Lady Bing, he was so drunk he left his shoes and he went up on stage with his socks on. So, I mean, that's really all I remember about Yuri Hudler. Other than that, 
Uh, he was on the Red Wings for a while, and then he was basically involved in every trade deadline ever for no absolute reason. <laughs> uh, so you blogged the story. You know a little bit more about it. He gets on a plane. I think he's in his native country, the Czech Republic. He's he's on his way back to Prague, yeah. And what happens, bud? Break so so he's, on, he's on his way back to Prague, and uh, he, like, has a Coke, and the way the stewardess driver comes over, he's like, no, I want some real Coke. And she thought it was a joke, and he's like, I'm not kidding. And then I think he, like, I think he took a piss on the cart or something like that, went to the bathroom and came back, and, like, his face was, like, covered in white powder or something like that. And then when they landed, uh, he said that he had a group of people outside that was, like, ready to kill the stewardess. So he got arrested. Um, not not the best look. I will say this, though. We, we've talked about Lady Bing winners. Lady Bing. Lady Bing winners being, like, the biggest pussies in the league. This kind of gives him a little bit more street cred than what we're normally accustomed to out of Lady Bing. True, although, yeah, no, you're right. I was going to try to argue that, but you're absolutely right. I mean, a little street cred for Yuri Hoodler wasn't exactly the toughest guy. <coughs> I don't know. It's kind of looked like a puppy dog to me. That's the best way I could describe his look. Well, here's the thing, when- man. If if I were to tell you this story, I think Yuri Hoodler would be in, like, your top ten players that you wouldn't say would be involved in this. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you can argue. If you go back and look at some of his pictures from his rookie years, he was a big uh, gelled gelled front flip with the yeah. frosted tips involved. He kind of looks that's like Chris, the European Chris Kunitz, dude. That's a telltale sign of a European guy that wears Ed Hardy and likes the party. So I go back and forth on this. I mean, what is he up to? Do you know? Is he KHL? Is he retired? Is he... he doesn't have a contract yet, and I don't think that this is going to help his case at all. Uh, we, we have like a group text and, and you like sent a, sent a text is like somebody has to blog this. And like, I was pretty scared to blog it because I read the article and it, it sounded like something that the onion would have produced, except for it was like in Swedish. So I was like, uh, I don't know if somebody's fucking with me. And like, I don't want to be the first person that writes like, Oh, Hey, Yuri Hilder got like fucked up with cocaine on a plane and then got arrested. But you know, the boys are going to send it. That's what we're here for. Um, it's just wild. I, I see he'll probably play in the KHL now if he gets out of jail. I mean, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, that behavior, that's probably a solid scouting report for the KHL to get picked up in no time. big KHL guy. All right, moving on. Jack Eichel, contract, eight-year, $100 million extension. You hate Buffalo. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. I think this is the best thing Buffalo's done. I, I can't even remember the last time they did anything good. Kids kids a stud. He's a center. He's fucking really good. Picked him up in the third round, I think, of our fantasy league. If he stays healthy, he's he's a type of player that put up 70, 80 points, and that's playing with absolutely nobody. So, I, I mean, I like the move for Buffalo. Now it's time to kind of surround that kid with some talent. I don't know how – I don't even know who they have on defense, but, like, if Buffalo could kind of do the Toronto Maple Leafs thing and get, like, a stud young defenseman like Morgan Riley. I mean, their goalie has a neck tattoo that always, you know, street creds up. I think this is good. This is very good for Buffalo. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. And – uh, he, I mean, he's running the show there now. He got Bilesma fired. He got the other guy fired. It, it's the Jack Eichel ship, and you're either on it or you're off it. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that last point. I think that really brings it home. It's his team, 100%. I mean, I guess Buffalo really knew it since he was like 16 years old, drunk at a Boston bar, screaming, Buffalo, I'm coming for you. Yeah. It's been destiny ever since. I mean, if you look at it, Jack Eichel – it's a good signing. Twelve million's a lot, and my biggest issue. Well, with you got it ten. Is, well, it's eight years, a hundred million, dude. If you do simple math, that's above ten million a year. Eight eight years at ten million is ten million dollars a year for eight years. Eight years 
80 million. No, eight years, 100 million. 100 million. No, that's not right, I don't think. I'll look it up. But... Yeah, I think it is right. Just keep I mean, talking. Keep, keep talking. Right. Keep proving your so, point. Yeah, I don't really have a point other than that he needs to be surrounded by other players, like you said. Um, I mean, who the, who the fuck else does Buffalo have? They have a Vander Kane, forward-wise, other than that? Yeah, so... Oh, that's that's weird. Is Jack Uncle really worth $80 million to the Sabres? Well, I read $100 million, so I'll just blow my brains out. Anyway... That, that uh, was McDavid. McDavid got the $100 million deal. But, yeah. Um, My point being was going to be Reddit and HF Boards. I saw the same post twice, and it made me like laugh hysterically while I was at work today. It was Buffalo Sabres fans saying, man, what if the Sabres could have pulled off a signing like this when they let... Drury and Stop Rear. it. And it's like Buffalo Sabres fans, that was that season was lightning in a bottle. Were they electric that year? Absolutely. Did you watch what Chris Drury became in a Rangers uniform? And like, Gomez. Do you think that would have like oh, what well, alternate yeah. universe what alternate universe are they living in that that those guys were gonna like bring a cup to the Sabres? Like that that was their peak. Like you were at the plateau. <coughs> the fact that you're still bitching about your organization not signing those two players when they altered so hard after that is so Buffalo. Like, wake up. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> jury's not worth that money. Briere wasn't worth that money. Can kind of understand they were there coming from be, be, just because, I mean, during that year, I thought the Sabres were going to be a team to be fucked with for a very long time because it came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, you had... You had Briere, you had Drury, and then you had a Finneganoff who was nasty. It seemed like they were younger. It seemed like they kind of had a core together. And then, all, I mean, all of a sudden, Briere and Drury leave. And you don't want to pay those guys a lot of money, but at the same time as a fan base, you def, like you want them to do something. And they haven't done something until pretty much this year when they just gave Eichel, I think, a pretty good deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, moving on. Well said. That was actually, like, some good insight analysis. No big deal. Uh, <coughs> shout out to Tom Wilson, scumbag doing scumbag things. Gets a second suspension of the preseason four games. This one's going to cost some regular season time. Um, thoughts? I think it's hilarious how the how that the same like uh, prerogative every year is how the NHL is going to crack down on repeat offenders. And you just have Tom Wilson out here just like trying to end people's careers. And uh, here's two games. Here's four games. The only way you get Tom Wilson to stop doing the shit that he's doing is if you give him like a 20 to 30 game suspension. Because if you do that, he's not going to fucking do the same shit that he's been doing. He's not going to go out there. He's not going to hurt people. It's not like he's a face of a franchise. He, he's a fucking goon that just goes out and runs people. And as a hockey player, he's not even really that sick. Like on a good team, what would he be? Like on their fourth line, third or fourth line? He's not a top six player. Fucking put him on the shelf for 20 fucking games. And if he does it again, see you later, you're done. Because he's go he just hurts people. That's all he does. He just goes out and tries to hurt people, and I think it's fucking dumb. And the whole prerogative is, oh, repeat offenders, we're getting this out of the game. NHL, go fuck yourself, because you're clearly not doing that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. It's funny just because um, I think if you didn't look so good, I mean, no, you know, against me, but he's a good-looking guy. No, he is. And I think, I think that smile, he's got the slick back hair, I think he charms the pants off some people in the front office. He doesn't look he like a goon. No, he has he has the face and just like kind of the swagger to be like a franchise player. But then when you look at what he's done in the league, it's basically just suspensions and running people. 
So, yeah, I mean, not much more to add on that. Just wanted to throw that out there to remind everybody that Tom Wilson is a scumbag. And as a, ca- as a Capitals fan, dude, he was like, I'm pretty sure he was like a decently high draft pick. And if he wasn't a high draft pick, he was definitely in the league at a very young age where I think that they thought he was going to turn into something. And as I mean, as a team, wouldn't you just like sit this guy down and be like, would you just stop doing your stupid bullshit and just play hockey? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But, I mean, at the same time, he probably thinks that's how he's going to get his paychecks. And it's true, because if that guy had no physical sorrow to his game, he would be nothing. He just needs to learn the line. Um, I want to do a live update right now. This isn't going to be very good for the podcast. Uh, Looks like we got a laser show going on in the igloo or whatever it is now for Pittsburgh Penguins. What do you think right now of this cup celebration? I, I hate Penguins fans, man. They're fucking the worst. Like, when the Blackhawks are winning all their cups, I mean, it was just kind of like, all right, dude, you guys just started following hockey. But, like, this Marc-Andre Fleury fucking thing that they have going on right now, how he got the cup before Matt Murray did, even though Matt Murray won them the cup last year, it's just fucking done. Get Horquist out of my face. Get Chris Letang out of my face. Get Chris Kunis, Trevor Daly. Get them all out of my face. I'm so fucking done with the Penguins. Like, oh, yeah, you're spraying champagne bottles, acting like you guys drink beer, although they're probably filled with, like, Spark or, like, uh, that shit that Gronk drinks, that fucking energy, like, Gatorade-type drink. Get it out of the face. Sidney Crosby, you don't drink Coors Light. I'm just... Fucking leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, I two, two takeaways from this. In this video, the locker room celebration, I just saw... Uh, a, a Gatorade, like the diet Gatorades, are called like G2s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one, if anyone had a Gatorade in the locker room celebration, I'd just like get out of their hand. Two, you're drinking G2 after all of that, too? Like, whatever. I, I don't I don't buy that for a second. That If a guy on my team, and we just won the Stanley Cup, he's drinking a G2, I would tell him to leave the locker room and get out and don't come back anytime soon. That guy's not getting a contract next year. Number two, you won back-to-back cups. That's a big deal. And all you can afford is a cup lasers coming out of the goddamn sky like give me a break oh that's so cool the fans held up their cell phones or something like that you shot a couple lasers at them big deal i've seen better highlight reels on youtube so all in all underwhelming performance i was hoping oh wow update sergey gonchar and mark recchi are on their bench right now sergey gonchar is their assistant coach is that new uh either this year or last year okay i don't think i could understand him one bit i would have no idea what was going on and I'm pretty sure if you're talking defensive fundamentals, you are have the wrong guy because in my mind, Sergey Gonchar is all talent and probably that's about it. But we're gonna move on from this random rant. Uh, Mike Sullivan's getting a standing ovation. The, the one, the one thing I thought would have been cool what the Penguins could have done is if they just big league this entire presentation, just act like they'd been there before. How cool would that have been if it was just like a standard thing and they just kind of go out there, they say like a quick two minute thing, and that was it. Like that'd be that'd be kind of a fucking nails thing to do. That would be a, that would be power move city for sure. You're right. That like act like, like it's not a big deal and like act like oh we're just gonna do this every year would be a lot better than the laser show and the Mike Sullivan fucking hand job fest going on right now. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred hundred percent agree on that. Act like you've been there before. That's such a solid point. If a team went back to back and then they came out and they're like we're not celebrating, we want a third. I would like the back. Russians. You remember when the Russians used to just beat everybody all the time and like they just didn't give a fuck. Like, that's so more intimidating than just watching, like, Jim Rutherford as a little chode start crying as they announce his name. 100%. I agree. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Mike Milbury. This is some sad news. Like, I'm rattled by this. For whatever God 
godforsaken reason, NBCSN has decided to ruin the best thing they have going and take Mike Milbury and put him in the booth for Eddie Olchuk. Hope you're doing well, Eddie O. And just take away the JR Mike Milbury antics. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I don't know, like, how. Like, are you just in a meeting with the NHL and you're like, yeah, what should we do this year? And, like, some little fucking random nerd is like, oh, let's put Mike Melvary in the booth. And then everybody around them's like, oh, this is a good idea. Is that what just fucking happened? Because it makes no sense. You can't, you cannot split up Mike Milbury and JR. This would have been kind of cool is if you put Doc Emmerich in between Mike Milbury and JR during the game. That would have been something I'd have been like, okay, that, you know what? I can live with it. Uh, breaking news Matt Hunwick 22 skating on the ice right now. But, yes. That that's my take on it. Yeah, and I completely agree. Like, they're they're a package deal. There's no way that one should be there. One should. I mean, and honestly, maybe Milbury's good at this, but I was looking for it. I thought after the first period of this game, they were already going to be pissed off at each other. There's mm-hmm. no way they are going to continue to agree on everything. Right off the bat, fireworks! You get a hundred thousand views on YouTube. NHL season's off and running. Instead, we have them, like, joking with each other, like, you're going to be great in the booth, Mike. Like, I don't need this passive aggressiveness. I just need full frontal choking each other with Liam McHugh crying in the corner. So Yeah, the only the only thing that can save this is if, like, during the first intermission they go to JR and JR's like, yeah, Mike probably should have trained a little bit harder for this in the offseason. Or, like, starts, like, beaking him a little bit. And then there's animosity between the between, like, wherever they are at NBC, NBCSN and, like, the actual rank, that would be kind of cool. True. Maybe if Ronick throws a couple <laughs> chirps in that second period, Mike Milbury talks about how it's good JR isn't there because he'd start crying. That would be awesome. That would be a good power move. I, I, kinda, I wish I had his number so I could text him to say that. Uh, all right, we're going to do a couple predictions that nobody probably cares about our predictions, but we just want to throw them out there because I said so. Rookie of the year. Who do you think is going to be rookie of the year? Uh... I took him in my fantasy draft. Uh, your boy, well, I don't know his first name. His last name's Bjork. Anders? Yeah, I think any any rookie that's going to be on a line with Bergeron and Marshan is probably going to put up a reasonable amount of points. And if you look at the other rookie class, I don't really think any of them are all that great. Um, as a Ranger guy, you hope Heedle would have a good year, but I don't think he's going to light the world on fire. So, yeah, uh, I would pick your guy in Boston. Pierre, Pierre Maguire said he had elite skill. So Yeah, that's... Big news coming from McGuire's mouth. I'm going to go with Heeshire or Heeshire or Heeshire. Nico? Yeah, Nico with the Devils, the first overall pick. There's just not that strong of, like, rookies. It's not like the last two years where there's been these 18-year-old, 19-year-old studs left and right. A lot of the rookies this year are more like 20-year-olds. I just think him being the first overall pick, he's going to get an opportunity for big minutes, and he looks unbelievable in the preseason. I mean, not unbelievable. He's not on the same level as the other first-round picks. But I could see him putting up like 50-something. I honestly think that might get it done in this rookie class. Uh, the I other think- thing, too, is he plays he plays a really strong two-way game, which is pretty crazy for an 18-year-old. He seems really committed to the D zone. So I think I think all those things, he's a guy who says all the right things. He's a sweet, he's a Swiss guy, so he's neutral as all hell. He just seems like the media is going to latch on to him. He's going to be a fan favorite. The only thing I didn't like about that kid is he made like one all right kind of move during the preseason where he like his, <clears throat> his first goal or whatever. And everybody was just like, look at this kid, he's sick, like, and tried making it into, like, a Matthews, McDavid, Eichel, Line kind of thing. And I'm just like, all right, he scored a goal. Like, it wasn't really all that sweet. So, I think that's kind of why I'm off that kid's train. All right, Kunakal. Uh, one more guy I just want to throw in as a dark horse. I think Alex the Brinkett has a chance. 
just because, I mean, he lit up the OHL. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. He got drafted in the second round. He got cut from Team USA because he's a dingleberry. Isn't he the guy that speared the Canadian guy in the nuts? Yes, he is. Yeah, he, I kind of like that kid. Uh, the one reason I really pick him, though, is if if he pops on a line with Taze or Kane, I mean, look what Panarin did in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to pot at least 60 points when you're playing with those two guys. If he's with, like, Saad, Taze, and him, or, like, him and Kane and, like, Anisimov, it would be hard for him not to put up points. So I think he will be in the running by the end. You think that's a dumb pick? No. I don't think so at all. I just, I just, I mean, Panarin, I didn't really, really know that much about him either. And you're right. If you put him on a line with, with Kaner, he's going to get the puck. And if you put him on a line with Taves, he's probably going to be playing with Saad too. And that's not really all that bad. So I think, I think that's a good pick. All right. Um, real quick, what do you think about Jake Cancel? Do you think he's going to keep lighting it up? He reminds me of like a poor man's like Jack Eichel. I think they look similar. Uh, that's another person. You put anybody on a line with Sidney Crosby, dude, that get, that you're going to score 20 to 30 goals. That's not, like, science. That's just that's how it is. Well, it kind of is science, but I like that. All right. So we're going to move on. We're going to go MVP. What do you got for MVP in the NHL this year? <clears throat> um, Connor McDavid. Uh, big contract, best player in the game. Edmonton's going to be... Probably just building off whatever they had last year. He's going to put up a shit ton of points. He's finally on the map. Uh, Edmonton's going to get <laughs> Phil Kessel with the flow. Edmonton's going to get uh, a little bit more face time in the media and stuff like that. I think McDavid for sure. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Crosby. And here's the thing: I think McDavid is the better player at this point in his career. A lot of people disagree with that. That's whatever. I just, I just think that um, Crosby. He now knows McDavid won it last year. Uh, he's kind of becoming the face of the NHL. I think Crosby's going to be on a war path to get the third straight. I think he's going to have an unbelievable season. I think he's going to carry his team. Penguins always get injuries, so if he stays healthy and the rest of his team's banged up and they still make a huge run, I don't see how he can't get it. You know who Crosby's kind of comparable to? Is I mean, it's really not that hard to like figure out, but like kind of a Tom Brady-type player, you know what I mean? Like Everybody hates him because he's not on their team, but at the end of the day, the guy knows how to fucking win championships. Yeah, big Maritimer. I mean, I I go back and forth on Sidney Crosby all the time, but right now he's all right with me. All right, that brings us in, talking Crosby. Who you got for the Eastern Conference? Uh, I mean, we're talking Crosby. I got the Penguins in the Eastern Conference. They lost Benino. I don't really think that's going to be that big of a deal. They lost Trevor Daly. They lost Chris Kunitz. But none of those players really get me, get me going, and the Penguins are so good at just finding – very cheap, random fucking kids to put in their lineup that are going to put up points. Uh, Chris Kunitz is health, uh, not Chris Kunitz. Chris Letang's healthy as of right now. Matt Murray finally has the whole uh, the whole ship for himself. Phil Kessel grew out his hair. I, I think I think it's the Penguins' year in the East, at least in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. It's hard to pick against the Penguins. Like I want to so bad. I literally scoured up and down the Eastern Conference before this segment just looking at who I could possibly pick to beat them and right now there isn't a team that I think could go out there and beat them in a seven game series from the Eastern Conference could that change by the end of the season yes do I hope it changes by the end of the season yes is it extremely hard to get three straight absolutely but at the time being you just look at some of their de- their defensive goal and works well together they have two of the best players in the world and they have a strong goalie so hard to argue against them fucking sucks I'm already sick of them no, uh, hard what about the what we kind of talked about this before we kind of went in because, I mean, it's it's tough. Two teams 
Uh, I'd like to see Edmonton again build off of what they're doing. I think I think Cam Talbot's sick. Uh, I, I you know they're they're a good young team. They have this one rookie. I forget his last name. Starts with a Y. I think he's Asian. I'm not entirely sure. I guess he's supposed to be pretty good. And then I also look at the Minnesota Wild. Only looking at these teams because I mean, St. Louis has lost some players. The Blackhawks are rebounding. Uh, the Predators have lost some players, kind of because they lost real deal Neal. Um, I mean, I mean those those would be my two teams. I, I don't like the way Minnesota plays. I never get pumped up for when the Wild are on, but I feel like year in year out they're normally a pretty good team. So I'm I'm gonna say Minnesota in the West. I think they're gonna shock some people. All right, I'm gonna go. I thought about this long and hard. It would be sick if it was Edmonton. I don't know if they had the depth. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ducks. Quack quack. It was hard for me to pick. I don't know. For some reason, I have a feeling maybe Giftloff and Perry can have bounce back years, even though Perry's a scumbag. Everyone knows that. I'm a huge Ricardo Raquel guy. Their D is young. They're good. I think they have one of the best cores in the league. I think Josh Manson's like one of the most underrated nail guns in the league. Yeah. You look at your goalie. People have been telling me John Gibson's gonna be a stud for like 15 years now, and he's only like 24. So maybe this will actually be the year where he's the best American goaltender in the league. And then the last thing I think about, too, with John Gibson is he has Ryan Miller, who I absolutely hate. People don't forget that you got dummied by Milan Lucic and then trotted out Paul Gostad to get his lunch fed. But <laughs> Ryan Miller being your second goalie, I think that buys you at least close to 30 games where Gibson doesn't have to play and they can still make the playoffs. Then you have a healthy young goalie. He's had great numbers. I think I think if Gibson's well-rested, I really think he could make a run for it. So. It's another crapshoot. Like, we should probably be talking about the Blackhawks, but I'm always hesitant to talk about the Blackhawks. See, that's the only thing I disagree with you with, is I feel like Gibson hasn't been that great just because he's always had somebody there with him. It's never been, like, his job. You know what I mean? Or at least that's kind of how it, it seems to me. Every year it seems like it's Gibson and somebody else splitting time, and, of course, this year they go out and they get Ryan Miller. I think it's about time you give the fucking kid, you know, the ship to sail and see if how he does. Because I don't know if that gets into his head or whatever, but it seems year in, year out, you're right. Everybody thinks he's fucking nasty. But there's always a number two goalie right there, which you don't really know who's starting that night. So that's kind of my take. I just like I liked his 924 save percentage last year. I think he's a good goalie. Uh, so who you got in the cup? Who you got winning the cup? You said Penguins <laughs> and Wild, but then your cup champion is who? Uh, New York Rangers. Yeah, can you tell me why the Rangers are going to win the Cup, please? Because I'm a New York Rangers fan, and it'd be dumb not to say the Rangers are going to win the Cup. Uh, I'm playing into that whole everybody being hopeful kind of thing. This is the best defense the Rangers have had in a very, very long time. It would be even better as long as you didn't put Stahl out there. I understand that there's some issues down the middle, but at the same time, depth-wise on the wings, they're super good. Uh, you got Lindy Ruff on the bench. I love Lindy Ruff. I'm hoping it's the Rangers' year, man. If it's not the Rangers, I would not be shocked if the Penguins pulled off a three-peat. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, my issue with that, and I know we, you just touched on it, is Penguins, Rangers. How do the Rangers match the one-two punch in the middle ice for the Penguins? Like, how <laughs> well, do you even? Well, that's why. Out? That's why it's playoffs, man. Hopefully, the Rangers don't have to play them. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Hayes is going to outplay Malkin. Um, He's a Portnoy guy. All right, I, I don't know who I have with the cup. My the wind's been taken out of my sails when you said Rangers. Shut I don't know on. who's gonna win the cup. We're gonna move on. Couple no, of, fuck uh, that. No, who's gonna win the cup? So next year when the cup comes around, we have cup things. I think it's gonna be uh, Rangers, Blackhawks, original six, Rangers and six. 
Okay, I'll go. I'll go Ducks. They'll, I bet you. I, I'm going to make a prediction that the Ducks pick up some top six forward at the uh, trade deadline. They have like two really great lines. <laughs> watch, watch, Ryan. watch the Rangers suck out of playoff contention, and they trade Rick Nash to the fucking Ducks. I can see that. Rick Nash would make perfect sense on the. Anaheim Ducks, and I yeah. can see them winning a Stanley Cup with Anaheim just to fucking teabag all of New York Rangers <laughs> yeah. Nation. That would be hilarious. So that's my prediction. Ducks win it. Rick Nash hoist the Cup. Who do you have them playing? Penguins. Okay. I, I wouldn't be too pissed off if the Ducks won a cup. I really don't hate the Ducks that bad. I don't really like Corey Perry. I think their jerseys suck, but I love Ryan Getzlav, and I like Kessler, so I wouldn't be against it. All right. <coughs> so awards we're going to rattle off. Uh, today I was scrolling through the internet and I saw a great blast from the past. Brendan Witt once got hit by a car on the walking to his morning skate and then played later that day. What a goddamn warrior Brendan Witt was, even though I hated him at the time. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me, we're going to do the Brendan Witt Award. What NHL player has the best chance of getting hit by a car this season? Uh, my, the Brendan Witt Award, I think who's going to take it home is Chris Letang from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, he either breaks something, tears something, strokes out year in, year out. It's kind of gotten to a point where he needs a new injury. Uh, Chris Letang gets hit by a car on the way to practice. <laughs> I could see that. I could see Chris Letang also being like a cyclist, possibly, riding his bike to... <laughs> Big time. <laughs> so, Big time cyclist. Uh, I'm going to go... That's, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I'm going to go with Ben Bishop. I'm sticking on the injury train. I, I thought this would just be a good one to talk about who's going to get injured. No surprise. Ben Bishop, he's supposed to be the savior for the Stars. They're the hot pick right now because they have a goalie. I mean, the dude's groin is held together by dental floss. He's 6'7". He has the knees of a 40-year-old NBA veteran. Like, I just don't see how this guy's going to carry a team that plays running gun offense. He's going to face a butt-ton of shots every night. I don't see how he's going to carry the Stars. I see him getting injured three weeks in. He's such a tall guy. Maybe he'll get hit by a moped. So, Brendan Witt Award, Ben Bishop. I see that. All right, next award is the Micro Barrows Nanny Award, going out to the player who's going to either have an off-ice meltdown, arrest, he's going to be in the police blotter, just hot water, off-ice issues. Who you got? Josh Osang from the New York Islanders is going to win the Micro Barrow Nanny Award. This guy's been a head case ever since he's come up, and all the Islanders fans think he's really settled down and he's going to become this character guy in the locker room. I think not. He's probably going to go to a Jay-Z concert at the Barclays Center, uh, maybe with some drugs or some money. I'm not entirely sure. And he, he's going to get busted. It's going to be the Joshua saying for the Mike Barrow Nanny Award. Can you go back to your first line again for me? Like, he, What did you say at the very beginning? He's He's been a hothead ever since he got into the league. And now that Islanders fans... Oh, he's he has so much character, and he's going he's gonna to be a locker room guy. He's going to be a glue guy kind of thing. All right, sticking on that, perfect segue. Hothead guy who's now going to go to a new team and be a character guy. I'm going with D'Angelo for the Rangers. Okay. Uh, I don't care about his political tweets. I don't care about his opinions on life. I don't care about any of that. But when I see D'Angelo, is it Anthony D'Angelo? Uh, yeah, but but he told he told Sam to call him Tony. Yeah, so we got a guy who calls himself Tony, self-proclaimed, not Anthony. Uh, Tony, I mean, it's the big city. Uh, I think that pulls DUIs out of the question, but if you look, looked up and down NHL rosters and you gave me odds on what player would get in a fight with an Uber driver, I think his location is perfect. I think his attitude is perfect. I think his name Tony is perfect. Uh, Anthony D'Angelo getting in a fight with an Uber driver by February. I want to book that now. So Anthony D'Angelo, my hothead. 
I hope not because you're high on Tony. I know you're a big Tony guy. Tony, Tony, Tony. I, I, don't, I don't think that this award should be received with any sort of negative connotation. I think it just means you're a badass. And that is what Tony D'Angelo is. He's a badass. So if this were to happen, it wouldn't be a, oh, shit, Tony. It'd be like, well, yeah, I saw that coming. Breaking news. Ted is a big Josh Hosang fan based on that semantics. I think he's sick, dude. I wish he was on the Rangers. I I actually really like Josh Hosang. I think because he just has that, like, dickhead, like, cocky kind of swagger. You know what I mean? And I I don't know. I've always been kind of into that. I mean, Brandon Dubinsky used to have that back in the day. I was a huge Dubinsky guy. Hosang seemed very much on that kind of thing where he's he's like, I don't know. I, I think he's a sick player. If he's on the Rangers, I'd love him, and I'd say the same thing. Okay, there we go. So... Kind of a you have a soft spot for smilers. That's good to hear. Brett Burns Hipster Award. Who is going to be the new face of the NHL? The guy that everyone's like, oh, he's so cool. He's going to have a thousand gifts. He's going to do some stupid shit. He's going to be totally fake, and people are going to buy it and love it. I know you're a Brett Burns fan. I am not, but who is your Brett Burns Hipster of the Year? Okay, so mine wasn't like he's going to blow up the NHL. Mine was going to be like this guy is going to think he's cool and he's doing new shit. And he's not cool at all. Is that okay? okay. Uh, yeah, okay. The Brent Burns Hipster Award goes to Derek. I thought we did a lot of good things. Step on. He's going to be in Arizona. He ha- he has a new new team that he's around. New assistant captain. He's bald, so he's going to probably have to wear a fedora on the outside of the rink. He just seems like a fucking noob. He's going to be going to a- ASU parties, walking in again fedora, probably nice nice polo. Some weird ass shorts. Uh, Derek Stepan's going to be feeling himself a little bit too much in Arizona. So the Brent Burns Hipster Award of the Year goes to Derek. I thought we did a lot of good things, Stepan. You know, that's a good point. I never really thought about it. Stepan's the perfect guy who I think would be kind of content playing for a crappy team and being a star. Exactly. He's probably going to live in a pretty nice condo on like a golf course. You're right. ASU parties all the time. He might look good in a fedora. Though, he's just a weird, he's just like the weird uncle. That like, he's he's the guy that like kept going to high school parties when he was like thirty years old. Okay, here's my thing though, and I need an honest opinion on this. Derek Stepan, while while it is kind of a shirt, he can pull off a fedora. He's a fedora guy. I don't think he's ever worn one before, but I think he'd look hilarious in a fedora in Arizona. I don't know. I don't think there's such thing as a fedora guy. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the first time I ever saw the Broadway hat, it was on Stepan, and I thought to myself, hmm, that looks nice. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, so, like, I wouldn't I, doubt it. So, like, I think I think if he does, we need to get his publicist, maybe get him some morning's pay for doors. That's a good call. Um, I, Brett Burns, Hipster Award, you gave him a shout-out early in the show. We're huge on this guy. I took him in my fantasy draft. I told Ken, I said, this one, this guy right here, he's going to make the season for me. Robin Leonard, <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. I don't know. Here's what. Here's my prediction. I think the Buffalo Sabres are going to come out hot this year just to give Buffalo fans hope so their season's going to crash. And when Buffalo comes out hot, who's everyone going to be looking at? Robin goddamn Leonard. It's going to be Eichel and Leonard. He's got the neck tattoo, the flow. He fights people. He's nasty. He's kind of got that brisgala of like weird interview thing. I think once Buffalo starts getting successful, the cameras are going to start getting shoved in his face, and we're not going to stop hearing about this goddamn guy. The only th- difference between him and Brett Burns to me is I think this guy's all natural. This is a party animal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think I will embrace the shit out of Robin Leonard if I can see that neck tattoo in prime time more often. Yeah, I, I, I can totally see Robin Leonard being like 
that guy, especially in Buffalo, rowdy, rowdy town, rowdy city, Bills Mafia. Uh, Bills Mafia would love Robin Leonard if they knew more about him. So I, I, I can see that. If you're a Buffalo Saber, how do you not just go to a Buffalo Bills game and tailgate with the fans? Like that would be the time of your life. And the thing is, too, like you can say the media would say this or that. You're in Buffalo. You're supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. You're you're one huge community there. Uh, I'm surprised that we haven't seen more of that. To be honest with you. Well, I'm sure Patrick Coletta's probably passed out somewhere in Orchard Park right now. <laughs> probably. Oh, Patrick Coletta. That's a gross name. Yeah, um, he's a, Jules Coletta. My, my last topic, and it's just kind of going to be us kind of shooting the shit on this, it's fantasy hockey season. Um, our fantasy hockey league is an absolute shit show. I was just thinking about it. We do a keeper. One guy, who did he keep? Cam Atkinson because he didn't understand the rules. So he let go McDavid. He saved Atkinson. There was argument over the draft order five minutes before the draft started. Yeah. Everyone yelling at each other. Your dad's in the league, the sheriff. He's a wild card. Yeah. Uh, I saw our buddy Aim and O'Donnell. This is another classic fantasy hockey thing. Uh, he had uh, he had Robbie Faber. He dropped him, and then he picked up Mike Fisher. So I hope that goes well for him this year. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think about fantasy hockey? Because to me, I think it's the biggest fuck <coughs> ever. Maybe I've just never been in a super serious league, and I don't know how to set my lineup personally. But what do you think on that? I think if you get in a super serious league, it's fun. I just I think that in our league, every year we'd say how we're going to get rid of people that don't play, and year in year out, you're in it. So yeah, I make it back. I make the cut. I get the call like a week before. Makes the no draft. sense to me. I think if people play, it's actually pretty good. My, my draft style is I always want probably three elite kind of people, and then the rest of them I just try to find like younger kids that are going to be playing with these elite type people. So like I got Hosang this year. I got uh, Bjork this year. I got a bunch of really young kids on my team, which I'm pretty pumped about. But uh, yeah, I mean. It's weird. It's it's always a giant clusterfuck. We always do it one hour too late where like by the time we get in bed it's like twelve thirty at night. Um it's fun if everybody participates, it's not it just doesn't happen often. I just think fantasy hockey is I don't know why it's a grind. It is such a grind. It is so hard for me. I set my lineup for this week, I went through to Sunday. But as soon as like I have three players that have injuries, like my mind is on overload, and I have to look at their schedules and see how many games they play. It is a goddamn grind. So anyone out there as a fantasy hockey warrior, I tip my hat to you. Uh, Just an update. I know this is going to be recorded tonight and put out tomorrow. We're a minute into the game, and there's already been a penalty. So is this the foreseeable future, power play city for this league? Uh, no. Th- I mean, it would have been if it wasn't a penalty, but that the penalty that was taken was like, pretty clearly a penalty it wasn't one of those where you were just like oh are you fucking kidding me like the guy got hacked down in front all right i needed to hear that because i just got pretty nervous looking i just looked up and there was a power play who's who's in st louis isn't that is that jake allen yeah jake allen mr i'm gonna be a starter someday jake allen and brian elliott i've never really been able to get behind those two no and i think jake allen has hype on him now the blues are not a good team anymore which is well it's just weird because they're not a bad team but like who the fuck do they have Tarasenko, Petrangelo, Perenko. Bowmeister's probably like 39 years old and will never sniff a cup. Yeah, it's but other, other than that, like, I mean, dude, I, I, Steen, I think he's hurt. Fabry's hurt. The, Shankirk's not there anymore. Bacchus isn't there anymore. Like, they they kind of, they, they did a, like a little rebuild on the fly as well. Yeah, I just, I don't see it going well for them. Poor Robbie Fabry. All right. Uh, next thing we want to talk about it. <laughs> this is kind of Ked's wheelhouse. He's been running the eight. Atra, the beauty of the week. 
I think we had a winner. It's been getting some pretty good popularity. So he's been finding guys. If you're on an Acha team, even if you're D3, I think you can submit it. I don't know if there's semantics there. No, D3, uh, D3 kids are out. If you sign any sort of NCAA type shit, you're, you're fucking kick shot caught. All right, there you go. If you agreed not to drink beers and smoke pot, then you can't sign up, I guess, or something like that. Fair enough. Uh, so you want to talk about it? I mean, send in your beauties of the week. Uh, just kind of find a guy on your team who's a grinder. Maybe he looks like a Pillsbury Doughboy. Maybe he's got a sick haircut. Yeah. Maybe he has some legendary stories. Write it up, send it to us, so we can maybe get him a free T-shirt. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, uh, our first our first beauty of the week came from West Virginia University, Addison Collins. Uh, looks, did you see a picture of this kid? He looks like just like Mike Ricci with the long hair. It's it's yeah. really funny. There's a gif of him like kind of like sp- like spiraling it out and stuff. Uh, Awesome kid, um, and then we had some honorable mentions. We had a guy from St. Anselm with a nice uh, handlebar mustache, which we loved, and then we had a, a shorthanded goal in the Bama Liberty game, and the broadcast was le- like legit better than most NHL teams. Like it was fucking crazy. Uh, ACHA, yeah. So if you guys have any beauty, send it in morningskatepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we're giving out T-shirts. If you guys get a chance, check out uh, PCH underscore Apparel. These guys are making our T-shirts this year. Uh, good group of guys out of California. Really, really nice guys. Uh, yeah, and that's that's the ACHA video of the week. Keep sending them in. We love it. I, I already got a sick video for next week, so if you're going to send one in this week, make sure it's fucking good. How how can, how can does an Acha player, how does an Acha player get a gif of them flipping their hair? Like, that is, like, so beyond, like, well, that's what, Dude, that's well, what I'm I'm saying, man. Did you, I don't, you must not have looked at the Bama Liberty video because it was, like, literally out of, like, an NHL game. Different camera angles, slow motion sellies. It was unreal. ACHA is like actually some legit sh- shit, especially uh, the further south you go, I think. Because you have like big uh, big D1 schools that don't have D1 hockey, but they're just out there and like, I guess, pretending like, you know, that they are D1. So it's actually some pretty good shit. When we're done with this, you should check it out. All right, fair enough. <coughs> so we're going to move into uh, Heroes and Zeros. Uh, Dom Moore, if you could spin that shit, so that means, Ked, I just made you have to do some producer work on that. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. Alright, so, let's go you first, Hero of the Week. Hero of the Week, uh, goes, goes to the guy who makes you pack lunch himself, uh, Tanner Glass. He made the Calgary Flames, he's going to be playing tonight in the Battle of Alberta against Edmonton Oilers. It'll be fun seeing him going up against Lucic and Cassian and shit like that. Proud of the guy. Loved him on the Rangers. A lot of people hated him. Not this guy. Always was a huge Tanner Glass guy. So my hero, hero of the week for sure is uh, Tanner Glass. All right. So, yeah, Tanner Glass. I'm going to stick with the meat wagon thing. That's kind of funny. We both picked goons. I didn't even see yours. My hero of the week is Zach Ronaldo. Wow. So it, it came out of left field because someone was like, Zach Ronaldo is still, still suspended. Because he did something stupid, like, however long ago with the Bruins, I was like, oh, yeah, he is. He made the Arizona Coyotes team. Zach Ronaldo is going to be in the NHL right now. He has to serve his, like, seven-game suspension, and then he is suiting up for the Arizona Coyotes. So that tells you how it's going down there. How the fuck is Zach Ronaldo playing the NHL, man? I don't know, but it's going to be electric. I mean, in Arizona, kind of like how Stepan gets to wear fedoras, I think Zach Ronaldo gets to do whatever he wants. Like, they don't care. Zach Ronaldo running train, getting suspended, fighting people that he gets his ass kicked to. It's going to be electric. I mean, 
he was in the ECHL in the Bruins organization not too long ago. It's great to see him back in the big time. Oh, uh, by by the way, the only NHL guy that we've interviewed so far, Shane Harper, has signed a deal in the KHL, so he's going overseas to Russia. And I, I think we'll have him on a podcast later this year to talk about what the fuck KHL is all about. God bless his soul. Yeah. Uh, zero of the week. Uh, who did I put as my zero of the week? Oh yeah, the uh, the media thinking that the Islanders have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Rangers. I, I went on this one site, Money Puck, uh, which is like NHL playoff odds. Right now, the Rangers have a thirty-seven point four percent chance of making the playoffs. They have the Philadelphia Flyers, New York Islanders, Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, Tampa Bay Lightning, Columbus Blue Jackets, Montreal Canadiens, Boston Bruins, Washington Capitals, and Pittsburgh Penguins have a better shot of making the uh, playoffs than the New York Rangers. That's absurd. That's absurd. Can I give a couple hot takes really quick? Some, like, very, very hot takes. Yeah, I can't wait for this. Washington Capitals don't make the playoffs this year, and one of either the Buffalo Sabres or the Carolina Hurricanes make the playoffs and make a little bit of a run. Those are my two hot takes. Oh, did you say the Sabres? Yeah. I would not be surprised if Jack Eichel has, like, some sick year and they, like, squeak in as the eighth seed. I mean, those aren't those aren't that hot of takes. I think the Capitals not making the playoffs. I think is a very hot take because according to this website, they are the fourth most likely to make the playoffs out of all NHL teams. Yeah, a lot of people are still picking them. I think they lost everybody. Uh, they. I mean, at the end of the day, though, they still have enough talent. I think to be the seventh or eighth seed. Who do they lose on defense other than Shankirk? Who was the other guy that they had? Alsner was kind of overrated. I don't know. Good player for them though. Yeah, yeah, Schmidt's I mean, gone. Schmidt's not that great, though. Like, I don't get my dick hard about Nate Schmidt. I mean, you're right. They lost a lot of people, especially up front, because Netsoff has a pretty crazy contract. I, I don't know. I just see them at least lingering, maybe. I don't know. Vetchkin's look- getting older, dude. Oshie's getting older, because Netsoff's sick. Nick Backstrom, I, he's just a weird hockey player. They lo- Who's the one guy that just went to the Devils? Like, their uh, second or third line center? Johansson. Who? Johansson. Marcus? Was it him? Number 90? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's gone. I could see the Capitals. I could see somebody getting hurt or something like that and then them not making the playoffs. If Ovechkin gets injured, then I'll say fair, that could happen. But they just kind of remind me, with Kuznetsov being younger, they just kind of remind me of the Capitol teams like six or seven years ago where they really weren't that good, but they always made the playoffs. I don't know why. I just get that vibe. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, those are some hot takes. You're just a little salty because you found out that people aren't hot on the Rangers this year. I don't understand. It's I don't care. You don't have to be hot on the Rangers, but don't fucking tell me that they're going to be like the fucking sixth or seventh worst team in the league. You're a fucking idiot. I think they said they're going to be the twelfth worst team in the league. Dude, have some respect for the website. Yeah, money moneypuck.com can go fuck themselves, man. All right, my zero of the week. I was going to make this really hot. I'm going to calm it down a bit. It's Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Um, you going to call them out? I don't know. No, I'm not. I mean, I already I'm told him that you could. You you may be calling him out. He, I, I'll tell you what he said. Hold on, keep talking. Cousin Eddie, who's our Leafs blogger, great Leafs blogger, by the way, guy yeah, fucking turns Leafs. out content. Yeah, he's probably our best blogger, maybe our best person on our website, honestly. So no disrespect to him. If you're not, if you're not following him, my dog's not. He came out with a blog and he made his predictions, and I think he had. He had Tampa winning. This is just Bruins fan talk right now. He had Tampa winning the division, and then he had, I forget who he had second, Ottawa, Toronto, uh, the Canadians, and then the Bruins. That's To me, that's just a Canadian 
taking all the Canadian teams. That's what all the people in Canada do. They hate each other, but they all root for each other. Montreal's trash this year. Uh, I don't see Claude doing awesome things with them. They have concerns up the middle, just like the Rangers do. But they can obviously linger because of Carey Price. The Leafs, though, this is this is tough for me because I understand Montreal or Toronto Maple Leaf fans. I understand this. In a couple of years, you guys are going to be at the creme de la creme of our division. Matthews, Nylander, Marner, you are going to Brown, Riley. Up, you're going to be putting on a bukkake of goals on the Atlantic Division in the Eastern Conference. I am fine with that. I like. I'm okay with that. But this is still kind of a rebuild. Like you guys are not there yet. Like I don't. I understand they had a really good finish to the year, but I, I struggle to think I could see them like falling back this year. They have three good lines. They have a pretty good fourth line. Their D, their D are not that great. We, I just don't think you can be a playoff team or make any noise with these defensive pairs. Ron Hainsey is on your first line D. Ron Hainsey is playing first line minutes with Morgan Riley. Zadsev or whatever his name is, Russian guy, pretty sick. I'll give him that. He's pretty good. He was like a minus 3,000 last year, though. Defensively, do you trust him? I'm not sure. Jake Garner, what is he, like 45 years old? No, Jake, no, no Jake Garner is a pretty good player, man. Yeah, but he's been like a pretty good player for like my whole lifetime. I feel like I've seen Jay Gardner play like three thousand times. Who who are we talking about earlier in this podcast where we were like, yeah, except oh John Gibson, where we thought he's been good for how many? I'm pretty sure he's still a pretty young kid. Yeah, he's like twenty four. Yeah, I I don't know. I just think your right side is Hainsey, Zestev, Zestev, Zatsev, or whatever, and Connor Garrett. Like that just does not move the needle for me. I I just don't see how you still have those. Glaring holes on your right side of defense, and you can have such bold predictions. It's not just you, my dog's not. It's not just you. It's all of Leafs Nation. Leafs Nation to me is kind of like the Yankees. They get super hyped up, <clears throat> and right now, I mean, so be it. And I get that you're having your fun, Leafs, but I just want you to come down to earth. And my prediction is the Toronto Maple Leafs do not make the playoffs this year. Damn. Uh, they they actually have a Mark Stahl kind of player on their team, Moranson. Yeah, oh yeah, him too. And I think he's actually going to get minutes, which is the crazy part. I don't know anything about him, but literally every single person in Toronto hates that fucking guy. Yeah, I just said he's terrible, and I don't even think I've ever watched him play. But the town of Toronto hates him, and for some reason the Leafs front office loves him. So, I mean, there's always one. God bless that (laughs) goddamn guy. Yeah. All right, that's all I got on the Leafs. No, uh, I... I I think it's just one of those things, man, that they're just uh, – aren't they, like, the biggest fan franchise in the entire NHL when it comes to, like, population and shit like that? And for the yeah, first time in how long they're actually good. And you're right. They do have – they're going to be fucking sick in the next couple of years. I, I see both sides. One side is they're heavily optimistic. They made they made the playoffs last year when they weren't supposed to. They're going to try to build off that. I can see that. But then, yes, on the other side, still, like, you guys quite aren't there yet. Um I think they make the playoffs. I don't know how far they fucking go. Uh, but they also haven't had a playoff series against the Rangers. If they play the Rangers, I'm going to be up fucking cousin Eddie's ass 24-7 tell him how much they suck. So, um, yeah. You know what, though? Right. I will say this. It's good for the division that, like, the Leafs are good. Big again. time. Big time. Yeah, well, when's the last time you guys had, like, a rival? It, it, like, the Canadians, how long ago? Like, four or five years ago? I mean, we still our games against the Canadians regular season are still pretty good. I'm talking playoffs, like when it was Lucic and like Commissaric. Yeah, it was the Canadians every year. It would be cool. I could see the Bruins and Leafs getting into something like that, but I don't think that would go that well for the Bruins. So I don't know. I don't think the Leafs would want to play you after I, what you guys well, did to them last time. 
This year, no, but in the future, that makes me so fucking nervous that we have to deal with Austin Matthews for like 20 years. Yeah. No, I can not. see that for sure. As, as, as Not hockey-related, but I felt the same way when uh, RG3 was on the Redskins, and I was like, fuck, I have to deal with RG3 after his like rookie year, and then he just got hurt, so maybe Matthews gets hurt, dude. That gives me hope. Um, all right. Yeah, I hosted. That's all my topics. What do you got, <laughs> dude? I think that's it. I think that w- that went reasonably well. We got a lot of shit covered. Right now, there's a. Uh, uh, did the coach make a challenge here? Yeah, I I don't know. I honestly have no is, idea. Now is is game. this the rule where if the coach makes a challenge and it's not held up, you get a penalty? Is that what we have going no, on right now? That's only on offsides. Coach. Only offside. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking stupid. It should be any time they challenge anything. I guess. All right. All right, as the host, I'm saying, big NHL season coming up. Uh, look for us. Ooh, there's some there's some cannons behind Mike Sullivan. <laughs> uh, just follow, follow the podcast. Oh, do you see him? Yes. Yes, follow, I do. Follow the podcast. Follow the blog. We're going to start heating up. Uh, BizDev Dale and Ked made a pretty cool video. Uh, just a little pump up for our season. We're going to be really trying to fire off a lot of content for you guys. So enjoy hockey, and we'll probably talk to you this Sunday. We're going to talk to you this Sunday. Two podcasts in a week. What a treat. Hockey no, Saturday. for sure. And listen, hey, whoever has been like following us this whole time, we really appreciate it. D- during the summer, I think we've made tremendous strides when it's come to like getting some sort of following and having people like actually care about what we say and shit, and the season hasn't even started yet. So we just want to say thank you. We're, we're fucking really excited the season's about to start now, so now we can actually talk about hockey instead of like what-ifs. I think that'll be pretty fun. Uh I mean, hopefully we have some more videos coming out. We're going we're gonna to be blogging. Uh, fingers crossed Hal gets a new job so we can actually start blogging. He, he's been blogging since April. I think he's written three. So uh, well, let's let's hope for that. And, uh, yeah, you have anything else, dude? Toodles. All right, see you guys.